This episode of the Motorcyclist Podcast is brought to you by Arai Helmets. Arai builds handcrafted helmets designed for the protection and comfort of every rider. Arai has six decades of experience and focus on protecting you. Sign up for the monthly Arai newsletter to get all the latest updates and information at AraiAmericas.com. Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural Motorcyclist Podcast. This is an all-new podcast from Motorcyclist Magazine. And it's a podcast where we're going to fill in the blanks and add in some behind-the-scenes information that really doesn't have a place on our website or our YouTube channel. So we're going to be talking about things we do from press launches of new motorcycles, various test rides we go on in the United States and in California, and just an area where we can really get into bikes and talk about uh, the awesome segment of motorcycling. My name's Adam Wahid. I'm the senior editor at Motorcyclist Magazine. I'm in charge of making sure that the website, MotorcyclistOnline.com, and our YouTube channel has content for you guys to read and watch. I'm also the host of Motorcyclist MC Commute segment and a co-host of our On Two Wheels video series. Joining me today on our first episode is my good friend and colleague, Justin Dawes. Justin is the senior editor at Cycle World Magazine. Justin, welcome to the inaugural podcast of Motorcyclist. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. It's exciting to, to finally uh, let people in on some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we do. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we, we've always talked about doing something like this. I mean... When Justin and I are at work, we're always just talking about bikes and talking about stuff. And, you know, a lot of the times we talk about these things, it's really good information, but it has no place to really go. Yeah, because it's, it's more informal, right? So when we're, we're writing a review, it's very uh, formal and everything's correct and, and we have to be sure of what we're saying. Um, but sometimes some of the looseness that might come out, you may not get that out of our, our reviews. So um, the, the real super gut feel stuff. So it's kind of fun to just put it down in, in, re, in a recording instead of on a paper or on a screen. Exactly. This candid off the cuff stuff's always, you know, I feel like it's a little bit more uh, our speed anyways. Yeah, so I say. for sure. Absolutely. So, and like you said, we're always talking about bikes and we've been doing that for a very, very long time. We've been working together since 2006, maybe? Yeah, just to... form or another? Just to preface this to all you guys out there, Justin and I have been working together and have been f- friends for a very long time. What, 2016? 2006? 2006, I think, yeah. Yeah, so for, 14 years now, we've worked in all kinds of different facets together you know sometimes you know he was the host for for us when he worked over at kmc you know for a while we were colleagues at our at our previous media outlet we worked at then justin joined uh the ktm group for a few years and was doing product planning so i worked with him in that capacity for a while and then you know a few years ago we both got jobs here at at the Bonnier Motorcycle Group, Justin as the senior editor at Cycle World, and then me at the, as the senior editor at Motorcyclist, and it's full circle again. Yeah, the band's back together. The band's back together. And, you know, the one thing that Justin and I really have in common 
uh, is just we just love riding bikes. You know, whether it's a scooter, whether it's a trials bike, whether it's a, a street bike, dirt bike, just UTV, jet ski, whatever. If it has if it has an engine or a motor, because electric bikes now we like uh, those two now. You like those two now. So <laughs> if it if it basically if it rolls, I think is or slides um, across something, um, we love it and we love doing it. So. Um, and that's why we do this job. We do this job because we love it, not because there's a massive paycheck involved or anything else. It's really that we love doing it, and we've found a way to do what we love as a job, which is pretty rare, you know. It is. I mean, we've been so fortunate to literally integrate our lifestyle into our occupation. Yes, you know, it, it very much is a lifestyle. But yes, it, it's all intertwined. You really don't have a day off. Um, in this business, because even when you go ride for quote unquote fun, uh, you're still thinking about how the bike rides and it becomes second nature to, to think, okay, how am I going to tell people about this bike and how am I going to put it down in words and how am I going to record a video if I'm going to do a video or get photos? You're always thinking about it. So, um, every day blurs together and it's always motorcycles all the time. It, it really is, man. It's crazy, but it's a good crazy. Yeah, it's good. I love it. So in this episode, we're actually going to talk about KTM's new 2020 390 Adventure. Justin and I just test rode this motorcycle in the California desert last week. And this is an all new entry uh, from KTM. They've been building these adventure style bikes for 22 years now. Yep. And this is their first entry into the, I guess you could say, entry level adventure bike yeah, segment yeah entry level or, or maybe small bore might even be a better uh descriptor for this bike because it's as it is entry level it's still um kind of performs at a higher level than maybe some of the other entry level bikes you know it really is i mean entry level is the category but it really is anything but entry level yeah. so justin and i took a pair of these 390 adventures out to the socal desert we rode here from our office in irvine we logged a bunch of freeway miles and then we spent some good amount of time kicking up sand in the Anza Barango Desert. And joining us during this ride was KTM North America's official test rider, Quinn Cody. Quinn is an extremely decorated off-road racing champ. And he was one of the main instruments in developing that model here in America, correct? That's correct. Um, he... When I was working at KTM, uh, Quinn got hired on basically as the North American street testing rider because they never had one uh, in North America. Um, it was always about off-road riding, dirt bike riding, and they would give their input into, into Austria, but um, they didn't have much input in the street side, which then included the adventure side. So uh, they were able to talk Austria into hiring Quinn, who has a massive uh, resume off-road, but is also a pretty accomplished on-road rider um but his basically where those things intersect is is adventure bikes and he's really helped them uh develop uh the new uh generation of adventure bikes that are very capable off-road but still on-road uh very good as well i mean uh his first project really was the 790 uh adventure and that bike is epic and now the 390 was his his second big project and uh, once again, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that bike. You know, $6,200 for that motorcycle. 
what do you think of it? I mean, we were really riding in all kinds of different terrain at all kinds of different speeds. Yeah, overall, uh, like I said, it's I don't really classify it as an as an, a beginner's bike. It's more of a small bore adventure bike. Um, it's super capable um, on road. I was blown away how well it handled on the street. Um, the suspension settings are uh, a little on the stiffer side, uh, which comes from Quinn's input uh, for off-road ability, but it really helps the bike on-road too. It keeps the chassis balanced and it's just really light and flickable and fun. And the engine is really fun. Uh, it's got plenty of power for a, you know, a small bore single uh, engine. I mean, it's 40, almost 40 horsepower um out of the box and it goes fast enough that it's entertaining on the street but then when you get it off-road it's it really comes into its own and it's uh very manageable power yeah I, i'm typically not a big fan of you know big displacement singles in a street bike application but that 373 cc single i mean that thing makes 40 horsepower at the yeah, back tire the back tire yeah um and it does it in a way that is controllable. It's not like light switchy or, or crazy. It's not like a, a single like you would find in on a, on a motocross bike or an off-road bike. It's a street bike motor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, for someone that's maybe newer to riding off-road and in the dirt, it's actually very controllable. It's not, it's not, it doesn't get out of hand really easily. No, man, it, it doesn't. And, you know, the fact that KTM somehow was able to add traction control it's mm -hmm. mtc uh imu powered traction control system it's abs and have these features on a small bore entry level 6200 adv bike it's just it's downright amazing yeah it really is and um all those things are things you would find in more expensive bigger larger adventure bikes um and it, it goes down to even like the dash like it's got a full color tft dash on it yeah five and a half inches I think. yeah and and you can control all that stuff that you get with that bike through that dash including um the ktm my ride system which has um turn by turn navigation through your phone it has uh media control and your phone call control to your headset like it's got everything that a big bike has and it's just in a slightly smaller more manageable package you got to pay $8 for that app, though. You do. On, yeah, on iTunes. App. Yep, you do. Um, iTunes or Google Store, it's, it's 8 bucks. So, um, But it works. Um, I've tried it out, and it gives you directions. I mean, it's not a, a big screen in front of you that's showing you. It's just telling you, okay, at this point, turn here. At this mm -hmm. point, turn here. In, this, in half a mile, you're going to turn left, take the second turn of the roundabout, all that kind of stuff. But it works. So... Um, but overall, I think it's a really, really cool bike and there wasn't a whole lot of criticisms. What was your, like, what do you think they could have done better? Guys, we're taking a quick break in the conversation to thank one of our sponsors. Did you know that every Arai helmet is handmade? Every Arai helmet is meticulously handmade by craftsmen and women who are active participants in the Arai mission to present the highest level of protection and quality. From shell to paint to liner, the work is performed by hand, by dedicated, experienced, focused specialists. 
Well, geez, you know, like after we did our reviews, I remember doing our stand-up commentary here in the garage at our office. And, you know, I, I kind of felt bad because there really wasn't a lot of things to bag on this motorcycle about. You know, in fact, really the only thing the only thing that really irked me, and it, it wasn't so much even a performance thing because it didn't even matter when I was riding the bike, but just that skinny pencil for an axle, like that thing just, it just irks me. It, it just, just looks, freaks you out. It just looks so skinny and so small. And KTM's done a great job of in, increasing the build qual, quality on their motorcycles. You have to remember this 390 Adventure, they're able to achieve the $6,200 price point because this motorcycle is actually assembled at their uh, factory in India. And yeah. in the beginning, when KTM started building these bikes out of India with the RC390 and then the 390 Duke, you know, there was some fitment issues. There was some like hodgepodge craftsmanship. But over mm -hmm. the years, KTM's really focused on elevating that build quality. I know they've actually shipped over some folks from Austria, from their headquarters, have them, have them living in India to make sure that that production line, uh, the build and quality elevates. And the proof is in the pudding. Like those motorcycles are much well, much better built. I mean, it's yeah, only been a few years of building these bikes in India, and they've already made mm -hmm. great strides. Yeah, you look at like the original RC 390s and the Dukes, and I mean, they even had like engine problems, like you know, head gaskets failing and and overheating problems, and um, they seem to have most of that sorted out. I mean, we were. We were riding on a pretty warm day and we didn't have any issues with overheating and we didn't have any issues with fit and fitment and we didn't have things falling off the bike and when you sit on it you really can't tell now that it was it's built in India besides like the quality control stickers and maybe some of the switch gear uh, is not quite as quality as the stuff built in Austria um, but overall I think it it's pretty good for the um, uh, the price point. Like it's what you would expect, and it's not it's not super super low quality. There's also I noticed there's a misspelling in the oh, dash. Yeah. You know yeah. when you switch between when you're trying to turn MTC off or switch ABS modes, you have to momentarily let off the throttle, and it says like keep throttle closed, and I think closed is misspelled. I no, believe. it's missing one T in the. Or throttle. yeah, throttle. That yeah. is it. That's it. That's it's, it. It's, it's missing a T in the throttle, but I think that's actually an, an Austrian uh, thing. I think that's a, a German. Uh, German to English translation issue, mm, mm. to be honest. Uh, in my day at KTM, actually, I, I used to have to go through those menus in as the product um, product manager and help with the English. So um, it can get quite tedious, and it, I, I could see you missing one of them because you're going through all these submenus and making sure every word is correct. So For I, sure. I could see someone missing one of them, but that's where they, that's where they blew it there, I think. Um, I think my only um, real criticisms maybe are the inability to turn ABS completely off, but yes. that's a regulation thing now, and it's you cannot turn off the front ABS, um, and it's not as refined as the 790, 1090, 1290 uh, front ABS in the dirt. So um, it's a little easier to get into uh, a position where you're overcooking a quarter in the dirt, you grab a handful of front brake, and it doesn't slow you down as quickly as you would expect. Totally true. But to be fair, I mean, the smaller capacity of the engine, you're 
realistically, you're not going to be whaling anywhere near as hard as you would on no, the 790 no, Adventure. definitely not. Um, and I think um, <clears throat> it all comes down to knowing, once you're used to that and knowing that, it's not an issue. And on top of that, you've got TK7, TKC70 tires, which aren't as grippy as maybe like a TKC80 in the dirt. So you're, you're fighting a, a, a battle with traction and grip in the dirt anyways. So I think it, it all balances out, but maybe that's one of the only real uh, criticisms I had with the bike, and it's one of my own personal things that's maybe just a um, something that I've, I've become used to is being able to turn off that ABS. You're also bagging on the fact that you can't get spoked wheels. I know yes, you're a big spoked yeah. wheel guy. Um, and that just is, a, is an off-road um, reliability thing. Um for me, if I'm going to go bash super hard in the dirt, I would much rather have a spoked wheel with a tube in it than, or a, even a tubeless, but a spoked wheel because a cast wheel, if you hit the rim, you might bend it, you might break it, and then you're you're completely out of luck while you're stranded out in the desert with something that won't hold up, hold air. Um, but at the same time, those those uh, cast wheels in the 17 rear, 19 front actually do help a lot with its street handling so it's like it's a give and take yeah i mean like let's talk about the handling like how good did that thing handle on the pavement and off it dude it rips rips on mountain roads like i was you know we were we were keeping up with you know we had a a, our photographer and our videographer on bigger full-size bikes and we were hanging with them the whole time yeah, like I got to give a lot of credit to the chassis designers and even the choice to fit those TKC70 tires. Like those things, I'm just really amazed at how well they work on pavement and, mm-hmm. and off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for sure a more road-focused tire would be a little bit better, but those things don't give up a whole lot. No, and I mean, and because of the 40 horsepower instead of 100 horsepower, the TKC70s actually do have quite a bit of grip for the power output mm-hmm. of the bike. You're never really worried about the back end, losing the back end or losing the front end. I mean, and you, you still have the, the lean sensitive traction control and all that. So for me, it, it all really works well. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. And just the adjustable suspension, like motorcycles mm-hmm. at this price point, they don't have adjustable suspension. This thing does. Yes, this thing does. It, it's uh, adjustable for compression and rebound in the front with clickers right on the top, just like the big bikes and just like the off-road bikes. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's really similar. It's got like almost seven inches of travel at both ends. At the back, um, you have preload adjustment and you have rebound adjustment. You don't have compression, which it's another price point thing. Um, but I think it handles most things pretty well. Um, you can bottom it out, but I mean, you got to be pushing it kind of hard to do that. Yeah, I think it soaked up the rough stuff quite well, and I'm a big fan of the the red fork sliders they put on the f- bottom of the fork leg, so you know how much travel oh, yeah, you're the, using. The the little O-ring that tells you like, you know, okay, maybe you can increase some compression in the front. It actually helps you tune your bike, and you, that's pretty um, rare for an beginner or entry level adventure bike or any bike to have adjustable suspension that allows you to adjust that yeah i mean there's fifteen thousand dollar adv bikes that don't have that feature yeah, so exactly. very very nice by ktm uh let's talk a little bit about our off-road ride you know we 
we're here in Southern California and we've had a really wet winter. And if you're into riding dirt bikes in SoCal, there is literally nothing better, in my opinion, than riding a, a bike in the sand washes after the rain. And that's oh, yeah. exactly what we did. Sand washes. Yeah, we hit, we, we hit this really long, nice sand wash. And man, it was just so fun to rip that thing in third and fourth gear. Um, then the tires have plenty of traction because the sand is just holding you in the corners. Um, and you can really, really jam on that thing. Like I was riding it really as fast as I could at some points and going, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean... It, I was really surprised how fun and capable that bike was. And when you're riding in sand like that, traditionally ADV bikes, they're difficult to ride just because they're so heavy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this bike only weighing 387 pounds with a full tank of gas, like it makes it way easier to manhandle. Yeah, really. And I think some of the ergonomics help with that too, right? So um, you have this like, pretty long front seat it's a two-piece seat one for the passenger one for the for the rider but it gives you um plenty of room to move around the tank's thin enough that like you can you can move up on the tank and sit on it like a dirt bike you know and then move your weight around and that helps a lot with the off-road handling for sure totally it's got that big wide tall handlebar mm -hmm. you can adjust the height of the handlebar up or down yeah um and the it's got big off-road type foot pegs they're canted a little bit tiny forward but with off-road boots i didn't feel any added pressure to my feet i don't know if that would change if you were in tennis shoes or non-off-road boots mm -hmm. um, but i prefer if i'm going to go off-road i'm going to wear real off-road boots so to me not an issue Yes, I also liked how even the, the rear brake pedal, you can adjust the position. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you can adjust the position up and down, but you can actually adjust the cleat in, like, forward or back. Yeah, like, that's another crazy feature. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of those kind of higher-end things that they have on their bigger bikes have has trickled down to this little bike. So I, I think if some people are looking at this and going, hey, like, I, this is I'm probably want something bigger or better or you know this is a beginner bike. It's not a beginner bike. This is a capable bike, and I would be totally happy riding this thing all the way down to the end of Mexico and back. Yeah, I mean I see this bike as you know sixty two hundred dollars. This is a kind of bike where you could literally buy two of them, and now you yeah, have two for the of these bikes. One adventure bike. Yeah. Now you have two of these bikes. Now if you want to go ride with a friend or you know you want to introduce your 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 person you're dating to, to to motorcycling they can literally come with you and and ride together with you and the fun thing is if you're riding this bike with a bunch of people on big bore adv bikes it's not going to be quite as fun but if you're riding this bike with another person on the same type of the same 390 displacement bike you're gonna have a blast yeah i, I still thought, say you'd have a blast even if you're riding with people on bigger bikes you might get left behind on the straightaways totally but when you get in the dirt they're going to be the ones struggling compared to you. Yeah, well said, well so said. It's a, I think it's a good trade-off. And I think it's um, it's a fully capable adventure motorcycle with a smaller engine. It's not really a, um, a knock on it as a beginner bike. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. What would you like to see in this bike if if you were going to buy this bike? What kind of modifications would you do to it? There's only a few things I would do to it. Um I think they. I think they're going to have a uh, a rally seat, which is basically a flat seat from front to back. 
um, that it would allow you to move around a little bit more off-road. Um, if they had spoked wheels, I'd throw spoked wheels on it and maybe some softbacks. That's it. Mm. Mm. Not a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know what I would fit to that thing. Maybe just maybe a thicker front axle, <laughs> even though it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they, they injured into that thing to, to hang. I think... Um, I think I wouldn't be worried about that too much. It it does mess with your eyes when you look at it. And you're like, that thing's tiny, but yeah. it works. Yep. One other really nice touch I liked on this bike, and it was something that actually kind of saved my bacon, or I guess the bike's bacon, is the OE fitted crash bars and the That's plastic right. handguards. Yep. You did. You did go down. Yeah, I had thing. to layer down for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's the a fun part. That's another behind the scenes thing, right? So you're always not just riding, but we have to shoot photos and we have to look rad shooting those photos. And sometimes you kind of have to overstep the limits a little bit to get a nice looking photo. Well, while well, he'd really overstep the limits and later down. Yeah, I did a 180 degree spin out on the on the on the hard uh, dirt dirt rocks. Uh, doing a little photo shoot and you know thankfully those crash bars they really work like the, i yeah. picked up the motorcycle and was dusted it off and it was totally fine you know a little couple scratches on the crash bars itself but even the body panels on that 390 adventure they were fine yeah they were fine i think you had like just a little scratch at the end of the bars and at the handlebars and the crash bars and that was pretty much it nothing else really hit the ground which shows that they've thought about that too like dropping it it's not going to it's not going to be disaster, you know. Yep, yep. I don't well, know. Well, should we wrap things up, Dawes? I think so. I think that wraps it up for sure on the 390. Cool bike, great price, um, and I'm glad that we get to hold on our cars for a while. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very excited to spend the spring uh, months ripping around that thing. If you guys haven't had a chance, please log in to cycleworld.com. Justin published a very nice review on that motorcycle. Also check out their YouTube channel, Cycle World on YouTube, where he has a video review of the 390 Adventure. You can also log on to motorcyclistonline.com, where I wrote an ancillary review and another video on our YouTube channel, Motorcyclist Mag. And just stay tuned to both of our websites. We're always producing content on brand new motorcycles. So make sure to bookmark those websites and go there for your motorcycle fix. Well, guys, that's a wrap from the inaugural Motorcyclist Podcast. Make sure you check us out online at cycleworld.com and motorcyclistonline.com. And that's a wrap, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Arai Helmets for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to get all of its latest updates at AraiAmericas.com.